0: Welcome to Sora Grind, episode four. This is Afrikiwi, it's my manager name, better known as Joel, and I'm joined by Jack Hammond444, better known as Jack. And we are back with another podcast designed to take you from last to first, but Game Week 268 was the worst. Jack, can you summarize Game Week 268? Shocking,
1: mate, absolutely shocking. Dude, so as, as you know, Joel, but probably a lot of people don't know, I had a Jeju stack this week. And uh, for those people that are unfamiliar with the K-League, Jeju played uh, Gimcheon, And they decent were 3-0 up. Decent team. Decent team, you're right. And actually, before the game, Joel, I was predicting a 3-0 win. And until the <laughs> 93rd true, yeah. minute, they were up 3-0 and considered a quarter. At the last minute, someone was just unmarked. Just the most petty consolation goal cost me probably, possibly a tier one Asian reward, which is probably the equivalent of say like 100 US dollars, probably um, from my experience winning you know tier twos, tier ones in the yep. Asian division. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty gutted
0: there. was pretty pretty brutal, uh, and what what made it even worse worse, Jack, was just the nature of the goal was terrible marking and the header got like, cannoned off. Is it Kim one of your, your centre backs?
1: Yeah.
0: For the own goal. Yeah,
1: correct. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Could not get, I just remember watching that and thinking like oh that's gonna hurt my uh, specialist lineup because I think that took me from winning a tier three or something to, to nothing because I had uh yeah, lost the clean treat bonus for Chung Woon. And then, you yeah, know, just to see <laughs> that it was of the defender that you had in your lineup and you know, to that point. It'd been pretty good game um just so back in form uh, and looking good for juju but that was after a pretty you know, rubbish game week um you know all around to, to kind of finish it it was it was right at the end of the game week too to kind of finish it with that was just like kind of a you know typical right like it just it just oh just one just of those classic. game weeks so on, it's good you're... character development, that's what I love like oh. to say.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: it certainly was. Yeah, I'm sure many of our listeners have, have been there if they've played Serie, so but you know, those game weeks, we just it just doesn't seem to, to click. I guess you kind of want all of those to happen at once, you know, like if for multiple it's happening all at once, then there's not such a bad thing. It's if it like you have one or two every game week, that, that's when it gets really frustrating, I think. For me, the other thing that summarized the game week and I think for you as well was just how rubbish a Fukuoka was on offense. Um never again. I um Yeah, that was a
1: big letdown. That, that was a huge, huge letdown.
0: letdown at home to Shonen, bottom like Shonen's second bottom of the table. Uh, probably will finish bottom of the table. Um, or at least second bottom. Uh rubbish away goal scoring record. Um, pretty just rubbish record in general, and a VISPA just couldn't muster anything after winning 5 1 away against FC Tokyo. Um, absolute frauds. Sure, I was viewing. Should have known better, eh? Should have known better. Should have known better. In, this yeah. yeah, absolutely ruined some decent lineups. I think um, had that uh, Urawa stack, in, or defensive stack, and specialist with Iwanami and Nishikawa, um, and they scored well with that nil draw against uh, mm-hmm. Kashima Reysol. Ideal result for me. Um, but Tanaka and I think it was Luki and I had in that lineup, pathetic. Uh, I was fortunate, though, um, that I managed to get the lower threshold of that 100 bips. Um, Barely scraped it by about 2.25 points. Massive shout-out to Mitsumaru from Kashiwa Reisol. Again, fantastic middle draw. (laughs) It's about the only thing that went right (laughs) the whole game week. So uh, I thought, well, I'll take my 100 bips and I will uh, run with it and uh move on so anything else to say about that game week jack before we just totally scrub it from our memory throw it in the recycling um,
1: i had a couple other things that didn't go my way so yeah uh, I, i've made a bit of an investment in kim day Wan, who's the gang on forward mm. and you know they a pretty they had a pretty tough fixture against uh ulsan mm. um in 268 and i'm thinking you know he's their most premium player their most expensive player other than their goalkeeper uh Yu sung i believe his uh name is and didn't start he didn't start the game and that was pretty infuriating as well and kind of just um made the likelihood of getting a reward in all-star pretty much nothing so th- that sucked and also kim young guan um had some he's... minor injury i believe i, I actually haven't i think, I think um, it's seen any updates of his injury i, I saw an update I okay think that it's would just be...
0: cramped so i'm pretty sure he's expected to be back this weekend 270
1: okay well that's a good outcome but i thought that could have been a bit worse and yeah it's never ideal having a center back coming off because usually they're pretty tough and yeah it's never really a good sign and i, I was getting flashbacks like a morishiga because he's, be, he's <laughs> going to be out for a while and i don't really want that to happen to him because uh, he's quite an expensive player too for yep. my kind of budget so yeah that was two other things that didn't really go my way this week but these things happen
0: they do all righty well we're going to Throw that into the fire and forget about game week two six eight. As far as I'm concerned, it never happened. Hundred bits just mysteriously sure. appeared in my account, and uh, and that was it. We um we don't really have much presence for game week two six nine, do we? Just kind of a a, a uh, the, actually the first game week that we haven't played since maybe it was a game week two five five or something. It's been a while. Like maybe it's not that far back. Maybe yeah
1: it's,
0: we've played. Pretty much every game week for quite a while now, it feels like at least. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I had temptations with like underdog and specialists, and maybe the new yep. um, goalkeeper, goalkeeper special, special. But I, you know, I'm so um, invested in like the Asian division, and mm. no Asian teams are playing in. Yeah, I don't know. I thought they would just take a lot of. It would require a lot of time to maybe put together a really competitive team for you know those divisions. Yeah, totally. and the underdog specialist and the goalkeeper special. So I thought you know I'll just give it a couple days off and we'll full send 270.
0: Yeah. I I was somewhere, I was actually putting a team together for, for the goalkeeper um, special, but I did crunch the numbers on it and it's going to be blimmin' hard to win. Um, You know, there's about 6,723 teams that entered it. I think last, actually that was, that was before the game it closed off. So there's probably quite a few more in there now. I don't know how many it was that it closed off with. Um, might have a look. Yeah, I'll give it a quick check as we speak. We had game okay, week two six nine had seven thousand eight hundred and forty six. Eight hundred and
1: forty six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a
0: lot. Quite a few. Yeah. For for a hundred rewards, um, my pick is that it's actually going to require something like three hundred points for um, to finish top one hundred. Um, I mean, thus far, no one has got past that, but. Haven't had two. I know I tell a lie, there's been a couple that have gone past 300. Maybe I'm a bit um high on my prediction, but I think you know it's going to be a good probably you know 2 280 at least in order to win an award. So I built a team. I had um uh Goris Goris Sabal, I think is how his name is pronounced from Real Sociedad um Defender. I had um uh, Robert or Robert Molon from uh, Camber in the Dutch league. I had Issa Kellen up uh, front from the Dutch league. And originally, I was going to use um, my my uh, knockoff Luis Suarez, the Colombian <laughs> Luis Suarez. <laughs> um, but uh, he picked up an injury um, in their, their superb 6 2 away win that they had. And um, it seemed like nobody was really aware of that because his price was still going up and as a in particular the forward for Canberra um, both he and Mullen had a, a fairly decent game in game week 268 and their prices were just you know shooting up quite substantially I think I made about 100, almost 100 bips on um, some reminder those that don't know what I'm talking about when I say bips 100 bips being 0.01 Ethereum uh, have a look at our Twitter the pinned tweet explains it um, yeah about a uh, 100 bips I think I made on a Callen, so I just thought you know what, the odds of actually winning um, I would have been fielding I was going to pick up um, the, the Granada replacement forward, Molina, who had like a blinder off the bench um, and gave me 268, It's like 40 years old and super cheap, but um, I've seen the result this morning and I don't think he scored particularly well so in hindsight I'm feeling uh, pretty happy, but let's hope Canberra don't go and absolutely smash the bottom Dutch side, Villem, Villem Sve, whatever how it's pronounced, Villem Two. Um, so I just thought, you know what? Let's take the the guaranteed gain. It's like about 140 bips I've made. Let's just take that and run with it. Um, so a barren game week for us. Um, but uh, yeah, we've been came up with the idea for a uh, game week 270 um you initially weren't a fan jack um but i said you know stuff it i'm going to run it anyway because it's uh, it's my team that's making the sacrifice <laughs> for uh for game week 270 of uh leading twitter build our global uh, all-star limited team and uh giving away the reward as we've seen there's tons of i don't know how much you've been on twitter jack there's tons of those you know giveaways for you know retweet and like and random randomly a um player will be drawn, you know, uh, oh, sorry, random. a random subscriber will be drawn, you know, and a generally kind of crack limited card, you know, given to them. I thought, you know what, let's do a different giveaway, a bit more fun, we'll try and, you know, narrow down some players to, to include and let Twitter pick um, who we're going to include uh, in the lineup and whatever's won, we'll give that away. And so if it ends up being like at star limited i'll be uh i'll be uh, pretty pretty sad but uh hope oh, that might be <laughs> epic for someone out there i mean to be fair the, the lineup that gets picked is probably not the combo would have run with anyway so we'll see how it goes but jack uh of the players that have been posted um what's uh what would your pick have been with we're kind of on part five of six now um had the, had the goalkeepers, um, that post is still up, all, all the posts are still up until, uh, sort of, Or well, they're, they're going to be really up until, um, probably about 12 hours before the close off of the line for game two seventy but, um, you know, of the, of the options there, what is your pick being Jack?
1: Um, so I, I've, it's been pretty entertaining seeing what people have, um, like voted for, um, And I obviously voted for a defensive stack because I I tend Mm. to think that has the highest likelihood of getting a good reward because if the team gets a clean sheet, um, you can expect the team to score pretty well. So I saw that your goalkeeper pick was, uh, Nishikawa. Uh, well, one of them was Nishikawa. Yep. So I voted for him because I knew that you had Iwanami and I thought that would be probably, um, one of the options Mm. for, you know, part two of your vote. Yep. So I voted for both Iwanami and Nishikawa for that reason, uh, and I'm trying to actually go through all of your um, polls right now. I, I saw Osmar and Kisu Young were both options. And I I think I voted for maybe both of them as well.
0: Uh, so, yeah, so midfield was Osmar, Amano from Holsan, Yubidyara from Hartberg, bit of a bit of an alternate one. Uh, and Yuito Suzuki from Shimitsu. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, I I
1: actually I'm trying to find um what I voted for I'm trying to go through I'm on um, my desktop now looking through the polls but I can't find the right order so I'm going to go load up my phone and have a look what I actually did vote for but um, I know I definitely wanted the Urawa defensive set because I think that has yep. a good likelihood of doing well I
0: think part of the issue was um, a passed, you know posted the goalkeeper one first people looking at Quinsante he's got you know quite a good L5 um, Nishikawa not too bad um, they probably saw two of the DNPs if, if people aren't familiar with the J League which was due to, you know, that rotation in the age of Champions League. And they've, you know, voted Quince and then next comes out, you know, defenders. And so I guess, you know, people wouldn't have realised, you know, that it was going to be an option, I think, maybe of a defensive stack. So something to consider perhaps for next time, maybe, you know, offer, like, packages, you know, of, like, goalkeeper plus defender um, options in one poll type thing. Maybe, I don't know. But... um. Yeah, at the moment. I quite think that's
1: untangled.
0: a good idea. I also, I, I agree totally with your defensive stack. Um, Osmar definitely winning the race for
1: midfielder. And uh, I think that 100 point score has probably got something to do with that. Eh? Yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. And then forward, Joseph Fernandez is winning the vote, which is interesting. I think maybe people looking at just, you know, the, the most recent games, Um I mean, I tried to put some put some rationale for, um, you know, the options uh, in, in below that perhaps people would look at, but um, I thought Young Wok would end up um, winning the vote, given it's, you know, it's a sole stack alongside Osmar, but it looks like it's GSO. Um, what was your forward pick, Jack?
1: I picked GSO. I think yep. he's been on form, and Jeju have looked good. Uh, I don't like the idea of Iujinko or Yu uh, because they tend to be rotated for their um, respective teams. And young wook hasn't had a decisive in quite a few game weeks, I think. Uh, he does pass the eye test from my point of view, but uh has looked really good the past two games. So I think just off current form, he's probably the one to go with and I expect him to play uh, another 90-minute another game like he has the past two game weeks.
0: Interesting. I actually went about alternative and picked you, Kabayashi, as a bit of, a, bit of an outside one. Um, and the reason being is... Um, He's tending to start every second game. And he was um come off the bench last game and they've got um Shonen Bellmere. um uh no, sorry, not Shonen, Avispa uh, a Fukuoka, uh in the next game at home. And so um yeah, I have uh you know, I, I expect that he's gonna um, do you know, get like do a bit of damage, get a decisive there perhaps. And Aliychenko um sense to be playing every second game for John Book which would mean this game week he should be starting against Gangwon at home who are a bit out of form so that's why I include him but fair enough Do so.
1: I think I hey. remember reading somewhere on Twitter that um, Ildruchinko didn't play the last game because he was like tired in quotations so I don't know I think he isn't past the ITS for me Ildruchinko just from the time I've been playing so rare he's a, he's a forward that doesn't excite me a lot um, sure he's probably pretty clinical compared to like some of the other forwards on this list but yeah i don't really he doesn't really excite me personally so i would never be voting for him and he's not going to be going anywhere near my lineup anytime soon unless he starts to bang in the goals um and get consistent game time
0: fair enough and then we've got the... I
1: think um, something sorry. you've been doing, Joel, is yeah. like been playing roulette a lot. Like you have this uh, philosophy that like, you know, Yu Kobayashi's is playing every second game. I, I, I don't really like that. You know, I just think things can change and that's just not really my approach to playing sober, But I do get the logic and I understand. But yeah, I, and I'm also predicting that the Ibispa game is probably going to be a nil-nil. That's just like t- typical classic scoreline for an Avispa match. So that's why Yu Kobayashi probably doesn't <laughs> decide me either, even if he wants to start. Yeah,
0: yeah it's quite possible quite possible. I mean, looking past history, um, I think just about every time Kawasaki's played them, they've scored. So, or at least since they um, got re-promoted to the J-League. Um, but you could you could, it could be absolutely right. I think I tend to play really a bit more with the, like, underdog and specialist lineups because sometimes you kind of need to to get, um, you know, a decent shout of a player that has, you know, really a high score potential with a, a low recent, you know, 15 a low L15. Um, anyway, the um, and then the last one, which is poly hasn't been up too, too long, but uh, which extra player, it's a very tight race actually at the moment. Um, we've got Chung Woon, because I'm not quite sure why he didn't get voted for it. I think he's a fair option. Um, <laughs> Ki Sung Young from Seoul, definitely you know another stack option, along with Chung Woon being a stack option. So, uh Yu Kobayashi again uh and um Ante Bayic, who is from Reed in Austrian Bundesliga has some really decent scores recently just put it in there as a bit of an alternative option so that it's not just solely um asia players but he's the, the least popular vote thus far what's your what's your thought on mm. on, on those i mean obviously I, I don't you know it'll be one of the top 2 for you i'm sure Okay,
1: yeah so it's one of the top two um i don't know much about Bayich. I, I don't even know what he looks like what his previous scores have been so I, he did, definitely didn't get my vote and you already know my perspective about you Kobayashi, so uh yeah. i think that kind of goes without saying but yeah like i i think i i really like chungwood and how reliable he's been and how consistent he's been um mm-hmm. sure he didn't get a really big all-round score the last game his you know assist really carried a score last game week against gibson but um yeah he's really reliable but I also like the idea of Su Young if you're gonna have Osmar in your team, right? Just stacking that uh hmm. you know, those two soul players and soul, you know, love to keep position and just pass all around, you know, it's really easy for them to just accumulate good or good all round scores and maybe they can get a, you know, decisive action a um a piece like they did against uh on. So I like I like both those options. My vote is currently on Chang Woon, but Su Young, I wouldn't mind if the the public uh, voted for him.
0: Yeah. I think similarly. Well, plan is from there. Uh, Once those have closed off, it's about as of time recording us 20 hours or so to go. Um, Slightly less than a day to go on all those. Uh, Once the team is set, we'll vote. Have a vote for the captain. Um, Given you can only have four options of for a poll on Twitter, I think we'll probably just leave the keeper out. (laughs) Don't think many people captain the keeper, Um, so we'll just choose between the outfield players and then. see how we get on um really interesting to be really interested to see how the team goes uh, i have picked up a couple of players since the polls were launched which i might have included instead but um yeah it's something that we'll probably give a try again um perhaps not for the next game we um afterwards but i think it's something I'm keen to keen to give a go again so um jack i thought given the lack of games we've got this game week, be a good option uh, or good to have some uh, time probably discussing some of those um, things that we kind of, I guess, do uh, naturally in your game week that you know, when we're talking about specific players and teams, we kind of don't really have the time to discuss. But like for you, when you're setting a, a team, when you're looking at the game week and you're looking at the teams and your potential players, um, how do you go about identifying your best game week leagues or, or where you're going to like focus your players to or how you're going to allocate your players
1: quite broad um, well like do you kind of just mean my order of priority so for example like the division that i'm targeting the most and why yeah, I yeah perhaps that is that kind but, of your question yeah but okay. also
0: like the, you know does it change from game week to game week depending on like what's going on like you know how, how do you go about that process
1: um i suppose it probably can i think that uh goalkeeper special weekly has kind of thrown a spanner in the works um but you know as i've said in previous podcasts and you know this from me joel is just you know underdog and specialists are the ones that um you know i think have the most uh potential for you know players of our kind of budget and roster valuation mm. so you know i i look at those um and then i implement you know a bunch of different strategies that can give me the best chance of uh Having the highest likelihood of receiving a reward, really. Uh, and then, you know, because my players are mostly um, from the Asian division in J League and K League, um, then it's usually my highest priority is All Star, just because the um, likelihood of winning a reward is pretty much the same as Asia. And you can probably win rewards with a higher value if you finish in a higher position. So, um, usually, well, at the moment, anyway, just for this current game weekend 270 coming up, my like uh, in order in terms of priority, it would probably be specialist, underdog, all star, and Asia for me. So I think that answers your question. I'm not sure if it did, but uh, yeah.
0: Yep. And so, like, one of the things I've run into is, you know, when um, planning the specialist and underdog teams, often, um, you know, getting those L15 players um, with, a, you know, under 40, 40 or under scores for specialists, but then also those players that, uh, like for underdog, uh, particularly for those those even numbered, those weekend game weeks, for underdog where you've got to have an L15 of 45 or less, like how do you go about, um, you know, building or um, determining which players to put in which team? Because, like, sometimes you can want to, you know, have that opportunity to stack. Um, obviously, in specialists, you can't stack much. You can only do, like, doubles. But, you know, sometimes you want to have that, Um you know that stack of like you're really good like you you know you can have a few quite good players in your specialist team paired with your two like you know kind of uh budget slash crap players <laughs> um not necessarily crap mm. but your low score low scoring players but then sometimes you know you, you might want to stick them in your underdog because they, they fit in with some of your other you know low score players that you're putting in your underdog team like um how do you navigate that that comp that conflict of like which team to put into, because sometimes I find that, that tough to um, to decide which of those sort of low-scoring players I'm going to use in specialist versus underdog.
1: Okay. Um, I think I can answer that question pretty well, because I do have a strategy for it. Uh, so previously, you will know this, show that you know my Alpha Team 40 players, I've wanted them to be traditionally a goalkeeper uh, and a forward. And I know that you've thought that, that that strategy is flawed just because the goalkeeper, um, a starting goalkeeper with an L15 under 40 is traditionally very expensive and quite probably a risky purchase. Um, however, my strategy has changed and I did this in 268. And unfortunately, it was a little bit unsuccessful, but um, I think it, it could have definitely worked out. I remember saying in the last podcast to you, you know, you definitely mentioned it. What could have been? Um, so, what I've, I've been doing and what I'm going to do this game week too is have um, a defensive stack of Two plays from the same team, and this game week I'm going to opt for both um, Nishikawa and Schultz. So Schultz is going to be my player with a L15 above 60, um, and then I'm going to have you know Nishikawa from the same team who I'm presuming is going to start and hope that he starts. Um, and that's going to be my defensive stack option um, where I can only have two plays in specialist. And then I'm going to have a premium midfielder who I think is going to be Bruno Lamas for this game week um, as my L15 um, under 60 play because I require one of them, and then. My two L15 uh, 40 players are going to be uh, a Ford and uh, extra of my choice. So last week, what I did for these two option uh, options were uh, a Vespa stack because I could do that, and I had Lukian and Tanaka, who I thought had a lot of potential to do well, right? Because they both, um, you know, were eligible. They had a uh, pretty favorable fixture, and they'd done one of the last game week. So, and they both started too. So you know, I did everything in my um, everything in my control to Give myself the highest likelihood of doing well last game week and i think i was just a little bit unfortunate you know if one of them got a de- decisive action and my uh all sun defensive stack of kim young guan and um the goalkeeper J- i think ben it's Youngo. joe joe An-Wu, um yeah, you know if they kept a clean sheet i would have had a really high likelihood of um getting a high specialist reward there because mm-hmm. i had sinjin ho as my premium midfielder that week yep. um and i think i was just a bit unfortunate so that's how i'm navigating specialists currently um just my alpha team 40 players am might going to be my four to my extra um and then i'm going to have a premium defensive stack and a premium midfielder
0: nice i like it yeah i mean that's mm-hmm. well that's that's essentially how i've been planning mine or aiming to plan to plan mine if uh iwanami wasn't winning the vote on twitter he would be <laughs> probably in my specialist team <laughs> so i think uh, it <laughs> might be might be chung woon making his way into the specialist lineup for uh, game week 270 for me um yeah, no, I, I I think that is a good way to go about it because I think um, when it comes to forwards, they tend to be hot or cold. You know, they they it's feast or famine. Probably more than any other position. Really tough to find. I don't know if you yeah, how much of a look you've done for for good alt uh, good uh, AA score. Um, does AA stand for again? Alternate? No, all around, all around score. It's all round. Yeah. Yeah, all around Um you know, players that have a good all-round score that are forwards, is really, like, lacking compared to defenders and midfielders. Um, tons of them with mm. good all-round scores, whereas not so many, like, reasonably priced forwards. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like that approach. It's kind of like, you know, we know what we're going to get from the defensive stack as long as the clean sheet, sheet is kept, and it's just going, like, you know, let's hope that the forward gets a decisive, and then we're, you know, really in the hunt for a reward generally. Um and I think we were unfortunate that the Vespa were just garbage, but we've learnt from that. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean something I do, which mm. I know you you don't tend to get into as much, Jack, is you know I actually like look at the all the numbers. Um, I look at number of rewards for each division that I'm playing, in. so generally I'm playing uh, Global all Star, Asia Underdog. Limited, and I will be definitely doing golf special for Game Week 271. But mainly those four, um, and I look at number of people that have entered teams, number of cards on offer, uh, the number of potential cards that are usable, because um, you can you know you can find out that data through sorry data, um, and from that um, compare to past game weeks that had similar characteristics to work out you know, what sort of minimum score is probably going to be required um, from. Each division, um, just at a at a broad thing, um, perhaps counterintuitively, typically for Americas, um, I think it might be worth viewers noting, well, not viewers, not much to view, um, worth listeners noting that um, those midweek game weeks for Americas have actually tended to be better um, for entering than the weekend ones. Lower scores required generally, even though the rewards tend to be quite a bit less. Um, you know it's been extremes either like quite easy or really hard Um, and uh, but you know America's America's division has really um, increased in difficulty and in recent weeks I've noted like there's been apart from some of those midweek ones those weekend you know you need now needing like 320 points just to get a tier 3 worth, you know 20 burps worth what five dollars, six, seven dollars, something like that, depending what the ether price is at. Um, which, you know, it's not a great, not a great return. Um, I'm you know, on, on money invested, I think. I was just having a look, Jack, at um, you know, some of the upcoming game weeks and um, like the Brazilian serie A does appeal because they've got games during the international break, game week two seven five through to Game Week 279. Um, We're just about no one else is playing. And, uh, you know, the, I, I do do expect that, you know, prices for a number of those players will rise as people, you know, can't shake their rare addiction and uh, you know, want to be involved in the Game Week. But just you know, comparing prices, players there to, like, Asia, it's just a struggle. Like, and, you know, if you even... Then use, uh, you know, Concept Builder. You can see what scores, you know, what sort of scores you would have got if you combined team and past game weeks. Really, just find it tough to to justify it. Um, I think, you know, I might be interested in just picking up some players to to perhaps ride off that price rise as we kind of come up to those game weeks, but without really any intention of playing it. Um, But yeah, just uh, you know. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts whether you've changed your thoughts about the Americas League, but i find it really uh tough to to justify, you know, competing in that league with my budget.
1: Mm. Uh I, I know I haven't done the calculations like you have uh, and gone into it very thoroughly, but I think just getting a gauge and comparing America's the America's division to the Asian division, the Asian division is a lot more appealing. Um hmm. And maybe during that uh, time frame, where, you know, both the J and Kayla kept their break from game week 278 to two early, maybe I will pick up some America's players and maybe use them to compete in the maybe all-star division or Specialist underdog. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll just see uh, what the likelihood is um, of getting maybe a, you know, tier mm-hmm. two or tier one uh, with a, you know, pretty budget America's team. If it's, if there is a high likelihood, maybe there's a ratio of uh 10% of managers Win a reward um, Based on yeah. the price pool And how many Managers are competing Then maybe I'll consider Putting together An America's team But uh, yeah as, as of right now With my current budget I think um, yeah. It's just it's Definitely more logical To target you know Underdog specialists Those yeah. weekly divisions And Asia and all-star
0: I think it's going to be um, Dependent on The next area calendar That they release Which mm. shows those
1: rewards. Yeah that'll be Pretty interesting
0: I don't know if will it be co- I don't know If it'll be covering The next one It might be the one after um, so, yeah, I haven't actually done the maths on that, but might be going in um, to the international break a bit blind on what the options are. Well, Jack, uh, we've talked about um, we've we've verbally uh, beat down on some players in the past, but thought it'd be fun to introduce a new segment that I like to call the rubbish bin. Um, now, yeah, we we talked. Uh, game week, was it? Well, no. Episode three, episode two. I can't remember which it was. I think it was episode three. Uh, about how absolutely rubbish Kim Young, the yep. aptly named, I might add, Kim Young Bin, um, you know, had been for Gangwon. Um, and uh, I, I, we did tweet out that you know he was officially the lowest scoring player. But do you know what, Jack? He's not. He's not. No way. He's yeah. He's not. I the, refuse to believe it. Not the lowest. <laughs> Um, L5 scoring player on the platform, there is in fact one player that has beaten him. Uh, and do you want to guess what, what league he's from?
1: Um, is he from one of the Asian leagues? I, I highly doubt it. He's not okay. Um, is he from one of the champion leagues?
0: No, he's not. He's from no. the um one of the uh, Americas leagues um, and uh, his name is Carlos Quintana Carlos Quintana you Now, okay. I uh, he, he actually um, is from the Argentinian League and uh, you know, I was looking at this guy and um, thinking man like how do you how do you lose out to Kim young bin I mean you know he's <laughs> He's been really poor, um, and I you know, actually had a bit of a dive into this guy. He um he's rated he's seventy four rated on FIFA on FIFA twenty two. He actually got an upgrade in FIFA twenty two from FIFA twenty one, and he's thirty four, which I found <laughs> hard to believe. I, I actually you know I even went to the length of watching some highlights to just just figure out you know why this guy's been so bad. He scored a zero, yeah, <laughs> an actual zero, um.
1: I mean, you don't give Did a, he have a <laughs> negative decisive action? Yeah, he had an error led to goal. Okay, um, well, that's justified, I think. But if he had, like, a negative 35 all-round score, that would have been like, okay, I, I, that is really concerning.
0: Yeah, that, that would have... He, he's, in his last four games, he's had a negative, <laughs> he's had a negative all-round score in all four. Um, <laughs> it, the, the thing is, though, he has actually had some decent scores in his past. Um, he's just, I think, getting old and slow. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I watched his highlights. Man... Patronato, the team he plays for, I think the bottom of the Argentinian league, which has no, actually has no um, relegation from it, which I think must be the most unmotivating thing ever. He's this 34 year old guy getting his paycheck. He's probably not got too many seasons left. At the bottom of the table, it's meaningless. You know, he just looked like he kind of didn't care. Uh, <laughs> so according to FIFA, he's got about a 52 for pace, which I think somehow puts him is faster than, than Joel Massett from from Liverpool. That's a disgrace. This guy looked like my grandma could have beat him in a in a foot race. Um, <laughs> the the you know the defending in some of those games um, was shambolic. Um, you know, for for Patronato, they got thumped 6-0 in game week 266 by Gymnasia La Plata and some of the goals are absolutely fast. Um, I think the first one, the shot came off the post and rebounded perfectly to, uh oh no, I'm probably getting mixed up with another game. I've watched a few highlights recently, but um, there was some absolutely abject defending where he just, you know, was beat for pace by not very pacey players. Um, but, you know, as I was looking at this guy, I thought, I, I, I feel for this guy. This, this guy, I, I mean, I don't know if you've brought him up on Surrey data, but he's got a really nice face. He looks like a, like, the sort of bloke that you'd, you know, um, that would just offer to help you, you know, if your car broke down or yeah, he just looks like it. Sometimes the um, the South American leagues, you know, get a bit of a, a bad rep for like thuggish defenders and, you know, time. He just looks like an absolutely lovely guy. And do you know what? I, I realized what or slash who he reminds me of. Do you know who he reminds me of, Jack?
1: No idea. Have
0: you ever, oh, I don't know if this is before your time because. You, know, you are a little bit younger than me, and, and uh, you know there's a few different references I made that you have no idea what I'm talking about. But um, have you ever seen Wallace and Gromit?
1: Like heard of it?
0: Playmation Wallace and Gromit. He looks like what? He looks like the human equivalent of Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. Uh, just, you know, it's, it's <laughs> something about this, this bald head, this kind of sort of cheeky sort of grin. Um, I, just, I just couldn't get it out of my head. Um, so, unfortunately, Wallace is the worst player on Soria right now. But uh, you could pick him up for eight bips as a limited card. Um, uh, who, who knows if, uh, if he plays next season. Um, I don't know that he can kind of step down to much worse of a team other than stepping down to a division not covered by Soria. But if you own this guy, you know, I've got to feel sorry for you. Um, because... Yeah, he actually had a stretch there where he got uh, three scores above 50 not too long ago before he just embarked on this absolutely torrid run so he is in fact the worst player over the last five games in all of Syria but uh, I, I did also Jack want to give a special shout out to uh, Peter Lewenberg, who is the goalkeeper for Groningen and in, um, in the Dutch League I have actually followed them a little bit because I did have. I don't know if you remember um, that young left back Bjorn Meyer from. Yeah, Groningen, I remember. I think rumored to to move to Ajax or something. Um, well, he he has had a torrid run. He's had three eras leading to goals in the last six games, um, and some of them have just been like comedic. One, um, one of them, that the ball was like, you know, shot pretty much straight at him and it basically kind of squirted through his legs. Um, he's looked all over the place. I mean, I don't know if he's an absolute bargain or um, an absolute risk to anyone that owns them, but he's, he's pretty cheap and he's he's not particularly old. But, man, Groningen, they just concede a lot of goals. And uh, I think he was, he was the worst goalkeeper of the last five. So, you know, of those three, Jack, and, uh, you know, this is something we'll probably raise in future podcasts but you know could the rubbish bin actually be considered a bargain bin could some of these guys be be bargains could kim young bin even be a bargain right now
1: dare i say it mate i'm not i'm not going anywhere near kim young Bin myself <laughs> uh i'll be flabbergasted if he turns around and scores some uh all scores above 20 i i, I don't know he, he just loses position every time he touches the ball like it's just, it's it's t- terrible to watch. I haven't seen much of um, Peter Lewenberg or Wallace. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not too optimistic for them either. I mean, actually, to be fair, looking at Wallace's scores, or AKA Carlos, what's his surname? Cantana. Uh, Cantana. I, I just looked through his SO5 scores and I filtered to all Joel. You should probably do this as well. Yeah. He got some insane scores like uh, this time last year. Like absolutely bizarre scores. Yeah. Like, I, I want to take a screenshot of like him playing from game week twenty-four no, to one forty-four. Like he got some nuts scores. He's even got a hundred in there and a ninety-five and stuff. So yeah, I mean, maybe uh, if I was to pick up one, only... maybe he, he would be the one.
0: I mean, yeah. But, I mean, when I was looking oh. through, I was thinking, what is going on with this guy? He's, you know, he's. It's like he's aged two decades in the last six months or even six weeks. Um, I mean, perhaps he just stopped giving a damn about the season you know he's like right we've got nothing to play for we're probably gonna be bottom i'll just collect my paycheck and just turn up and and do what little i can (laughs) i don't know
1: but um, actually during that time frame where he was doing really well um from like game week 24 to game week 144 he was playing for um argentinos juniors yes just kind of interesting some a team that i've been following a little bit because i think there is a Opportunity for a stack there, uh, and I think mm. some of their players are pretty well valued. But um, yeah, that's when he was getting there, his good scores before he transferred to his current club, which is Patronato. Patronato. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm. That's that's my concern. I don't, I just don't think Patronato have the quality um, you know, around him to, uh, to help help him lift his game.
1: Yeah.
0: Alrighty, well, that's our call from the rubbish bin. Carlos Quintana, perhaps a bargain, perhaps just rubbish and he's going to be worth nothing, but you can pick up his limited card for eight bips, so you'd probably go down to the supermarket and buy a chocolate bar and not even think about it and pay more than that. So if uh, he turns out to be an absolute worldie next season in the Superliga, we're just going to claim it. We're geniuses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh...
0: So, Jack, moving on from the rubbish bin, you know, another segment, spicy deals. Mm. Now, so I, I'm a bit biased, in my opinion, because I bought all these, out all these players that I'm about to talk about, um, and uh, you know, I do want to disclose that. So, before anyone gets you, to, you know, makes any accusations of uh, you know, trying to trying to pump and dump, but. Um, these are uh, players that have picked up with picked up for a number of reasons. But um, should I delve into some of these spicy deals that I have for our listeners, or uh, are you? Um, have you got any that you'd like to talk to in particular?
1: Uh, you go first, mate. You go first. All right.
0: Well, for starters, and it's probably one I don't want to spend a huge amount of time on, but the whole Suon goalkeeper stack. I mean, the whole lot of them, all four of them. Um, Suwon, for those that don't know, are a leaky team. They concede a lot of goals. Um, I think they've got the second worst defensive record in the, in the K League. Um, they um, have at times been without some of their key players. Um, and they every now and then you know, have some like randomly good results. Um, but very leaky. Um, I mean, as of right now, I'm lo- looking at it right now, you can buy Quick maths: the whole goalkeeper stack for about three hundred and forty, uh, sorry, four hundred and forty-five bucks. So it's at with where Ethereum price has gone to one hundred and twenty US, something like that. Literally all four keepers. Um, I mean, there is a bit of risk of rotation between the current number one and the number two, Yu Hyun, who's at a very young age of thirty-seven, and Lee Bum Young, who's Continuing in the tradition of so many bum keepers, and the like I swear, there's more than any other position, Jack keepers with the name bum. There's just so many. I, there's maybe two outfielders that have bum in their name, and there's so many keepers. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's just like this family you know, there's a tradition if you're a bum, you're going to be a goalkeeper. Um, I, I, I don't know why. There's just so many. I, for the longest time, I keep getting confused. Um, but anyway, he's he's the backup. Um, could come in. There's been some calls from some, notably uh Ross of uh um K League English, um who uh runs the Telegram and the Buy Me A Coffee website and the Twitter spaces, which is a really good listen by the way. Uh, I reckon that Twitter Spaces. Um he, he reckons that the number two should be coming in, as he has once or twice this season, but um Regardless, if you're you know, new to the platform, you're going, how do I get a goalkeeper that you know, I'm not going to be screwed over by if he gets injured or whatever? I, I think that's pretty tough to look past that whole stack. They're not likely to get relegated. They score enough goals. They're mid-table. They've been in the K-League a long time, um, in the top tier. Um, there might be some weeks you get a DMP, but you know, I think for someone just starting out, you play the number one, in one team, the number two, in another team, and you just expect that one of the teams is going to get a DMP, but you know at least one of them is going to definitely get a game. Um, and outfield players are the cheap, cheaper players. What are your What are your thoughts on the the Suwon stack, Jack? The Suwon, well, not, not not the stack, the Suwon goalkeeper
1: stack. Uh, so I have a couple of thoughts on it. So I think so. Joel and I both know that Suwon are pretty leaky. So I think. You know, if you're playing SO5 and want a really competitive team, probably having a Suwon one goalkeeper is not what you want unless, you know, they miraculously become a better defensive team. However, I do think it's a very good um, low risk option from a, you know, monetary perspective because, you know, if you're picking up four goalkeepers, um, you know, the likelihood of all of them going down and depreciating below $100 um, or just dropping, you know, 20% of value is just super low. So it just kind of depends what your strategy is for uh so if you're targeting years five i don't know if it would be my first choice um but yeah i think it's a, it's a it's a pretty good low risk option if you just kind of want to um you know use a cheap goalkeeper each week yeah
0: here's an additional thought both of them both Lee okay. Bum young and Yushan, eligible for underdog
1: mm. yeah that's handy because especially in asia anyway i think it's pretty hard to come by uh, having a you know goalkeeper that has a uh, you know L fifteen under forty five, so yes, that's definitely a good perk.
0: The uh, the other thing is I'm pretty sure they play against Seongnam, and game week two seven one, I think it is coming up. Yeah, game week two seven okay. one that are away to Seongnam, who, for those that don't know, are probably the worst team in the league. Um, they do have some tough fixtures around that game, but. Uh, yeah, that's um, part of my uh, thesis for I like them. So, full disclosure, I've bought all four. Um, I've overall, I'm probably about net neutral on what I paid. I think um, haven't haven't made any gain, but um, yeah, did it for the for the um, sort of guaranteed nature that at least one of them is going to be playing if the main guy gets injured. You know, the next guy has little to no competition. Um, probably for that that spot, and I'd say I suspect well, what we've seen in the past and similar situations to that is that as price ends up you know, going up substantially more than what you'd normally pay for a reserve keeper. So mm. but yeah, I think you know, that whole idea of buying multiple keepers from one team, <clears throat> if you can afford it, the starter, backup, possibly even you know the third keeper if, if you've got enough um, funds. I think it's a great strategy for so rare, it just If you're playing, you know, this SO5, it just really means you know you're going to have a keeper, even if the main one goes off injured. And you get some of those weird scenarios where you're like rooting for the main keeper to go off injured because the backup's under 23. And any under 23 keeper that starts playing, the price just goes through the roof. Um, Anyway, move on from from that stack. Um, You know, I'm going to probably skip a couple of them. Um, that I was going to talk about. And I'm going to talk to Park Min-Gyu from Suwon again. Now, the interesting thing about Suwon is they, they've been conceding lots of goals. Their defenders have been scoring really well. I don't know if you've had much of a look, Jack, but their, um, you know, their defenders have typically got actually pretty good all-round scores considering how many goals they're conceding. And um, yeah, my hope is that Look, they just tighten up a bit at the back. They have a you know a game where they don't concede. Um, maybe I'm being overly optimistic, um, but you know if they have a game where they don't concede, they're going to score, you know, superbly. And Parkman um, I've I've bought him just recently. I was even looking to try and buy a second one off the auction. He um, he tends to sort of you know, fluctuate between left back, left wing back, left mid uh, for Suwon. Um, was out injured for a little while, but um, seems to me to be the, the clear um, number one. Right now, he is going for, I think, 40 bips, probably for one of his old cards. Um, might be, actually, you know, it might be his new one. I think he doesn't have any old cards. Um, 40 bips for a starting defender. Um, and I had a look into his numbers. And for a fullback, you know, they typically are like, um, you know, kind of poor on Surrey, unless they're in a really dominant team, but um, he's played nine games so far this season, so he hasn't played every game because he missed a couple, I think, with entry. Uh, For a fullback, you know, usually they lose the ball tons, the ones that pump it downfield. Your centre-backs usually the ones that play the boring sideways pass and rack up the completed passes, but Parkman-Gyu, for a fullback, has won 70.55% of his duels. I, I, I challenge you to find a defender, like a fullback, who typically, as well, the sort of littler players, not particularly physically strong. I challenge you to find Jack a player that's has a higher win rate in Jules 1. And that's that's out of Surrey data as well. I don't, I don't know about what SofaScore or some of those other sites might say the Jules 1 percentages, but where it counts, 70.55% win rate in Jules so far this season. I couldn't believe that when I saw that.
1: Mm. Yeah, it does sound pretty good. Uh, I'm also looking at his just overview on survey data, and I can see that he was on the bench for the most recent, um, you know, Korea Republic game. versus yep. uh, Iran and UAE, so he's featured in their squad somehow or other. Yeah. Um, which is pretty sweet. I also think that maybe that Jules' uh, one metric could be um, skewed because he probably hasn't played as many games compared to most other uh players because like you know all of his previous data has just come from this um, season so I think he's only played uh like about 10 games thus far for Suwon. Um, he's played nine so yep. nine there you go well um yeah so but that is a pretty good um <laughs> well 70% of duels one yeah that's really high especially for a fullback
0: yeah I mean he has played you know he has played against some of the top teams in the league like John Buck allsan Giju uh, po, oh, he missed the Pohang game and he missed the Seongnam game as well, which would arguably have been, I think, a yeah, potentially really good scoring game from as well with how poor Seongnam are. But yeah, I was, I was impressed by that. He um, has 16 interceptions in those nine games, so averaging 1.78 interceptions per game. He has 11 tackles, averaging 1.22 per game. And the nine games that he has played, He's had three double doubles, two triple doubles, and one triple triple. So two thirds of two of the game so far that he's actually played, he's had a bonus. Every time that he has made more than one tackle, he has recorded a double double, triple double, or a triple triple. He, he he's got this. I had a look at the. He's got this weird um, thing. He's he's never actually made only one tackle in a game. It's either zero or it's two or more. Um, so I, I don't know whether that's you know trend that will perhaps run out, but um, that's been you know, really good for the scoring on um, you know on um, His upcoming fixtures, fixtures against um, Jeju, uh, he scored eighty-seven point six um, against them um, last time out. Uh, they have got the bottom team, Songnam and two-seven-one, and then John Book, where he scored fifty-three in that first game of the season. Um, he's averaging 49.8 overall score year to date and an AA score of 14.8 my view was look as far as a sort of starting stack goes picking the, goal, the on goalkeepers and a Parkman Giu probably could do a lot worse I think um, but anyway full disclosure again i bought one of his cards and may, may pick up a second <laughs> um, Anything you want to add there, Jack?
1: Um, I actually have quite a few deals that I think are pretty good right now. I think there's a lot of opportunity, to be fair. Um, And I think rather than me, you know, going through my gallery and recommendations for players from my gallery, I'll just share some players that I'm very interested in picking up uh, at the moment. Uh, I'll go through them quite quickly. But um, something I I think is just a really good tip for finding, you know, good value players is again, just going to so rare and then um, clicking best value, like filtering by best value, and then doing all the additional filters that you want to. So if you're just looking at Asian players, you can, you know, sort by J, um, the J1 league uh, and the K1 league, and then just search and filter by best value. So that's something you can definitely do and you can play around with all the parameters, but that's something that I do quite frequently to find players with, um, you know, that are the best value or good deals anyway. So, um, yeah that's just a handy tip there um but some players that i'm interested in looking at right now so i'll discuss two goalkeepers that i'm relatively interested in and give my justification so i think the first one is Yusung. sung i think his price is pretty good right now comparatively to all the other um Asian league goalkeepers he's playing in 270 and 271 um and his competition or is the previous backup goalkeeper for gang one uh has a knee injury so he's out for four to six months uh, he's currently eighty-five dollars. I don't know how much that is in BIPS, Joe. You, you could probably, uh, it's about, it's, tell yeah, me or off, let me know about three
0: sixty-four.
1: Yeah, which is pretty good for a, a guy who is, you know, going to be supposedly a consistent starter um, for a mid-table team. Uh, doesn't really get much better than that in terms of value um, hmm. compared to all the other goalkeepers out there at the moment. So. Um, yep. I've, I have previously had him. I don't currently have him, but I have told just a really good value goalkeeper right pleasure. there. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a good one. But uh, another one that I like and someone I think who you could pair him with um, is the combination of Fukumori and Sugino. So in terms of like a high quality competitive defensive stack, I just don't think it gets any better than this. So I don't have either of these guys right now, but I'm very much looking into them. So um, Sugino, he has an L5 of 70 at the moment for a goalkeeper. I don't, Good like finding another goalkeeper that has an L5 higher than that at the moment. Um, yeah, Considoli have looked pretty good and pretty onto it defensively. And Fukumori, um, the most premium Considoli um, defender, uh, has scored really well the last five. I think he's on a, uh, according to data, he's on a 72 in his last five and has an L15 of 59. Um, but I don't think he's eligible for specials because he has an L15 of 60 and you have to have um, well he is eligible as the premium player, where you can have an alpha team of 16 above, but not below. Um, like I don't know, it's kind of weird how it works, but you have to have um, as your alpha team under 60 player has to be 59 or below. I don't know if you knew that, Joel, but um, yep. on so rare, he is uh, his alpha team is a 60, so you can't have him as that option, which sucks because I think this game week is constantly they're playing in 270. I would have had that defensive stack but um yeah it kind of i I would much rather have
0: a i'm not a fan of them for this game what was that joe not a fan of this game yeah Yeah. well they're playing kashima
1: it's true it's true um that was another actual reason why um i haven't gone for it either but i do really like um them long term like fukumori Mm -hmm. i don't know if you know this job but he takes Pretty much all the set pieces for that. Like he's just a set right. piece merchant. So that's why he got a decisive action um, yep. the last game. And you can see his all round scores have been pretty good. But um, yeah, it's, it's really handy just having players that can get just a decisive out of nowhere. And considering that he's a, you know, listed as a defender and he's taking all these set pieces, you know, he can just get that, you know, decisive action out of nowhere. And then if they get a clean sheet, he can get these massive scores, which he's been doing the last five games. So, um, and, and for his price, like, I think I think a, he's a great option. So I think after that Kashima fixture, um, yeah, mm. I'll be very much looking at that defensive stack. So
0: yeah, Jubilo yeah. the game after that, not a particularly strong and team. Yeah,
1: Kashima at home. Yeah, and I I, I like Consadole. I think they've been playing pretty well. Mm. Um, very, but yeah, that's that's a good defensive stack solid. right there. Yeah. I like a lot. Nice. Um, and then some other options. Um, so this is actually the one play I'm going to talk about that I actually do own. And I'm just flabbergasted by his price at the moment. Um, I've never seen him this cheap. And it's one J. I don't know if you've seen it, Joe, but his floor is currently 46 bucks, which is just like absurd to me. Um, Could again, full, full disclosure, with, I own it. The uh, Ethereum price, uh, price drop, but go on. Yeah, he's 200 bips at the moment. Um, and he's previously True. been like, I mean, he's previously been 336 bucks, which is just, Absolutely unbelievable. And I know he's using losing his under twenty-three utility. Um, and he's been playing as um, a defender filling in at center back the past couple of fixtures. But yeah, kind of blows my mind he's that cheap at the moment. Um, yeah, again, do your own research and everything, but um, I'm just flabbergasted yeah, by his price personally. I suspect
0: a lot of cause a lot of people, you know, when they search on Surrey data, they might filter by their you know, last 15 <laughs> and they, they filter by percentage and because he was out injured for a, a period of time. Yeah, that's filled it with you know DNPs um, through no fault of zone. But yeah, I mean, just if you look at the, the, the scores you know, early this season and tailing the last season, I mean, it was an incredible stretch of games there. For sure. Of greens, yeah.
1: So, so yeah, in terms of good value players, I think he's definitely up there. Um, and some other ones just to quickly go through. I think a lot of Seoul players are really good value right now. I think, um, you know, Huang and Bomb could you know turn it up he, he hasn't done it thus far but he hasn't had much opportunity to in terms of the minutes he's played the last two games um i, I think joel has him i don't yep. um but yeah he, he does look like a player that has a lot of potential to score well he did really well in the russian league and i think um in terms of quality you probably uh reference the russian league being high quality than the korean league so hmm. um He's definitely got a lot of potential. I don't know for that price tag if that's really, really good value, but hmm. um, I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, and then you've got Ozma, who recently scored 100. He's 20 bucks. Kisa Young's got, you know, he's super consistent. He's only 20 yep. bucks too. I did so have him on my list. I think of, they're both really good. On spicy deals, yeah. And then you've got Nasang Ho, who I think is pretty reasonably priced. I don't know if he's hmm. as spicy deal as the other options. And I think um, the 19-year-old back, who I won as a reward is. Yeah. Pretty good value in terms of under twenty threes. Lehman bum. Yes, one I'm of so. the few bum outfielders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think he's pretty decent value too. Uh, and then just quickly to go through some more, I've got these who I think I'll just name them. I've got uh, Valerie Kaiserschreiber, uh, Taro right. Isaka, yep. um, and then I've got Sukasa Morishima from San Francisco, Hiroshima. I think he's pretty good value at the moment. Um, Yonker and Alba, so all for different reasons. Um, yeah,
0: just quickly yeah, on Alba, can... I'm trying to pick him up at the moment. He's um, he actually picked up a minor injury in the last <laughs> game, but um, isn't expected to be out for long. So I think we'll miss, um, is doubtful for this weekend. Um, but I think it looks like a decent shout for the, the game week after. Yeah, seems to be good value forward who actually has as far as forwards go. Pretty reasonable AA score. Um, it's just that yeah, he hasn't been banging in the goals recently or the decisives, but did get one in the last game, I think.
1: Yeah, something I like about Elba is, um, yeah, he just consistently plays for one of the best um, teams in the J League. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing in two seven one. Only two other um, games are commencing in two seven one in the J League. Both uh, all the four teams that featured in the Asian Champions League are playing in two seven one. The rest aren't. So um just some additional utility there Mm. catch up game um and yeah he just consistently features and yeah gets pretty good all-round scores as joel said um and then the likes of yunker he's got like a finger injury at the moment i think um so i'm sure he's coming back soon and his price is absolutely tanked so i think he could come in and he's missed a lot of big chances in um the last few Mm. games so i think he's due a couple more decisive actions um when he gets gets a minute so I think he's got potential and um, hopefully rather Saka has looked really bitch. good. I watch. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, and yeah, Saka for Yurawa as well. He looked pretty sharp against Kishiwa. I think he was pretty unfortunate to, uh, you know, not get a decisive action to be fair. Uh, he didn't score very well, but yeah, he looked pretty good. He had a lot of his shots blocked. He had uh, one big chance created, one attempted assist. Um, I think he looks, he looks good. And I don't know if you know much about this San Friche guy, Joel, um, Sukasa Murashima I was nice. looking through his um attacking stats so you might want to go and just have a look um and feel free to uh do it too if you're listening and following along and you have a laptop next to you um or desktop next to you yeah just look through this guy's attacking stats, joe um Murashima from San Frusche Hiroshima like yeah no bad. he's got lots of attacking stats he's and he's just consistently creating chances all day long and like every single game in the last seven games he's just creating a lot of chances lots of at assists, lots of big chances created so I think um, what I, I I would like to pick this guy up for this game week can 70 because I have both Schultz and Ishikawa and Morishima is playing Yarawa so I have Morishima and a separate team to my Yurawa defensive stack so I, I'm thinking I'm going to pick up this guy Morishima um, Yeah,
0: hey it's not bad it's some some pretty um Decisive games this season.
1: Yeah, and he's played every single game, um, or started every single game for Sanford Shea, apart from two, four, six, which is the first very game. first game of the season. Yeah. So I think he's consecutively played like the past ten games or so, or started the last ten games or so. So um, and, and I can't really day. see him being dropped because you know he's just creating so many chances. Why would they drop him? You know?
0: Yeah. yeah it's, it's Pretty much, I think, in every game. Yeah, in every game, got at least 80 minutes. It's pretty yeah, it's pretty good. Alrighty.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean... Oh, well, I was going to say I mentioned Kaisashvili, but his price is just down, and he's the most mm. expensive all-time player, so I think it's only a matter of time until he turns it around, to be honest, get some more decisives. Well, I think
0: um, uh, Omon Sang with his huge game um, off the bench after being subbed on after... 15 minutes due to that uh, under 22 player starting rule thing um, yeah. has been uh, has become all sort of MVP player but yeah absolutely you know a now the back from ACL focused on uh, the K League uh, there's no reason why he, he won't improve alrighty well as a reminder our socials you can contact us on uh, at SoReGrind on Twitter. You can send us an email, soverygrind at gmail.com. Haven't received any emails yet, but we did get a really lovely message from uh, Orange Fly on Twitter. Thank you, mate, if you're listening. And uh, I saw that you had a killer game week. So uh, there you go. Well deserved for uh, being the first to send us a very friendly message on Twitter. It was awesome. Um, But yeah, feel free to get in touch with us. We will be back again uh, shortly with um, episode five as we do a proper preview of Game Week 270, cover off some uh more Surrey good stuff, including and you know, we want to talk about it, talk about it for a few weeks, but Surrey Academy and Surrey Mega um baffles me how few people buy it. And uh as well as um, talking more about some spicy deals. So until then, uh that's afrikiwi and Jack Hammond 444 and that's us for episode four of Surrey Grind.